Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to the Emotional Eating Recovery Podcast. This is Addie, your licensed clinical social worker and your partner on this journey to emotional wellness. So today's our uh, seventh episode, actually, lucky number seven. And, uh, you know, as a quick check-in, I would love to hear how things are going so far. We've talked a lot about slowing down the process and, uh, you know, just how important it is for us to have realistic uh, expectations when it comes to managing our emotions. And, you know, although we know that emotional eating is an attempt to self-soothe from distressing emotions, that it actually worsens the situation. And so we want to... Um, we want to avoid that. We want to engage in healthy coping skills. We want to, you know, gather an, a nice, healthy wellness collection for our backpack that we could take anywhere. And um, always, you know, if we, we can't keep it at the forefront of our mind, at least we should keep it written somewhere, whether it's on your phone or on the refrigerator or in your bag or your purse, somewhere where when, you know, you get caught off guard, you can hopefully think, okay, you know what, let me think, what is it that I can do um, at this time? Anyway, so today's episode, we're going to continue a little more on the lines of um, managing our emotions. And the two main things we're going to focus on are identifying obstacles to achieving emotional stability. And two, being realistic about where we are. And so if it is that we need to get professional help, then, you know, being humble enough to to go ahead and do that. And I'm going to look a little bit about, uh, we can look a little bit at Samson uh, as an example of why, you know, it's so important that we're being open and transparent about where we are with this journey. So first, when it comes to identifying and correctly addressing obstacles, well, I mean, if we don't address those obstacles, we're going to fail. So if you, you know, the the old adage, if you fail to plan, then you can plan to fail. Well, it's no different in this circumstance. We have to address obstacles. And the only way you're going to know what your obstacles are those that tend to send you backwards on your journey is by slowing down, right? We need to slow down those automatic processes. We need to really start paying attention to our internal cues. We need to be able to know what our emotional triggers are. Is it relationships? Is it finances? Is it the pandemic? Is it child rearing? You know, and of course, if it is one or all of those What are we doing to try and, you know, come up with solutions? Like, you know, I talk about solving the problem. Not every problem can be solved, of course. But even when we can't solve a problem, that doesn't mean we need to aggravate the situation by um, trying to avoid it through food or to self-soothe and, and, you know, make our emotional situation even worse. So as much as as possible, we will try and solve the problem. But when we can't, doesn't mean we need to self-destruct either, right? So, well, let's look at a couple of scenarios so that you can really start to think about what some of your obstacles might have come up for you so far. So is your obstacle related to, maybe it's just a lack of uh, motivation. 
And that's not something, you know, minor. Because if you're eating and you're aggravating your emotional condition, it's something to definitely um, improve, work on improving your motivation and finding reasons to stay motivated, you know, uh, uh, with, this, with this particular journey. Is it, you know, having to do daily practice to improve that mind-body awareness? You know, we talked about in a previous episode, we went through a full body scan and, you know, we talked about how important it is to really know emotionally where we, we are, spiritually, physically, and that way we can correctly address whatever it is that's going on rather than, again, trying to escape from dealing with the real with the, what the real problem is. Is it a lack of planning for crises? Uh, I've mentioned in uh, uh, the previous episode that, you know, one of the first things I do with my day is I think of, okay, what am I going, what are my various responsibilities or tasks or, you know, maybe unexpected situations that may or may not come up and preparing myself mentally, praying about it, you know, I'm not always going to know what's going to come up, but I, I try and think of, oh, okay, well, I have to, this situation or maybe I have to have this conversation and, you know, it's probably going to not go so well. So I want to make sure that I'm not going to be running to food to um, to try and, you know, distract myself from from any feelings that might come up. So I do do not just a full body scan, but I do like a, a scan of what my day might be like and preparing my mind, you know, for action. Again, I do keep a list of various uh, coping, healthy coping skills on my phone, whether it be, you know, uh, I do enjoy exercise. I, you know, I find that to be very um, cathartic. Uh, it gives you a rush of great feelings. Now, that's not to just avoid it's a healthy, it's something that we need to do anyway. And so it serves a number of purposes. Um, it doesn't mean we don't go back and solve the problem. It just means this is a, a one of the healthy ways that we can manage our emotions. So I have that on my list as well as, you know, having um, conversations and being open about my struggle in this area. That way I am, my awareness is in peak condition I'm being, you know, um, honest about the fact that at any moment or any day, I could go backwards if I'm not on top of things, right? So planning is is important. Well, is your issue that, you know, okay, you've tried to, you know, not turn to candy or ice cream, et cetera, et cetera. But now, you know, you're finding that your moods have um, increased. You're, you're more anxious. You're more restless or my goodness the stuff very stuff that you said that you're not going to touch now you you have these increased thoughts about the that particular food item and then it just it just drives you nuts you feel like you can't focus and then you just give up and you give into it and then you feel horrible all over and then here we go again with the cycle well um what about you know is it that you you still have troubles avoiding dealing with the problem because maybe you're, I don't know, conflict avoider. Maybe, you know, you need to learn some interpersonal 
skills and communication skills so that you can feel more confident about handling various situations. So ultimately, what is it that you've noticed is an obstacle for you when it comes to um, working on achieving emotional stability? And of course, that means by not turning to food to to self-soothe. So next, let's move into what I talked about, the importance of being transparent, getting help, professional help, if need be. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute um, for any therapy, because many of us that are listening to this podcast are probably going through some pretty intense stuff, especially if you're coming from a history of trauma, whether it be present or historical. And, you know, if you're emotionally eating, you know, as a way to avoid dealing with your trauma history, again, it's not going to, it's not going, this is not going to be the result. You're not going to get that stability. You're going to aggravate the situation. I mean, that's a given. I wanted to look very briefly at uh, Judges chapter 14, verses 5 to 9. Uh, Samson, of all people, is going to teach us why it's such a good idea to um, make sure that, you know, we talk, we're talking about the things that are troubling us. And, um, you know, there's, uh, there's so much more that we can learn from his, his whole story. But I'm just going to focus on, uh, again, Judges 14. Uh, five to nine, and just pull out a couple of things that I think are important for us to pay attention to. So it so basically, I'll give a quick general summary of the story. Samson, you know, he's been set apart by God to you know ultimately bring justice to the Israelites, uh, and you know deal with the Philistines and bring you know bring victory against the Israel in that regard. And please, I'm not a Bible scholar, but God chose him for that purpose. And so he is going to be given this extra strength from God, you know, as a result of not cutting his hair. He's supposed to follow a special diet and and all of that. However, he chooses his own path. And uh, we can start where it talks about, you know, he went down to Timnah to get a with his father and mother, and as they approached the vineyards of Timnah, suddenly a young lion came roaring towards him. So, I don't know about you, but whether it's a young lion or an old lion, that's a scary situation because they're not there to just scratch you. They're intending to to kill you, right? You pray to them, and anything that's coming at you with this sudden uh, fervor that's traumatic, right? And so Samson is going through a a situation that's pretty traumatic. Now, I don't know where his mother and father were because it says that he was together with them, but apparently as they approached vineyards, maybe they got lost in shuffle, who knows? But he was able to, you know, the Bible says he was able to powerfully um, tear, uh, basically he teared, he tore the lion apart with his bare hands as he might have torn a young goat. And again, I can't relate. Even if it's a young goat, I couldn't tear it apart. But I do know it, 
you know, being attacked by a lion has to be traumatic. And it says, but he told neither his father nor his mother what he had done. So he didn't tell them. He just had this uh, traumatic experience, right? And we talked about how important it is when we've, we have trauma history to really um, make sure that we're dealing appropriately with those feelings, uh, fear and um whatever other feelings comes up uh you know shame or whatever feelings are coming up we need to be dealing with them later on you know he was on his way of course to meet a a woman that he was interested in marrying so he you know he goes and he you know it's as though nothing happened he goes on with life as though nothing happened and we know as trauma survivors many of us can put on a face where you know, no one would know that we had something pretty significant happen to us, pretty troubling, right? But this is what Samson uh, does. So he doesn't even share it with his possible uh, marriage partner. And then uh, to add to that, you know, later uh, at another time when he's going back to marry her, he's going right back to the same location where this traumatic situation happened and there's the carcass of the lion you know and it says he's in it he saw a swarm of bees and some honey he scooped out the honey with his hands and ate it as he went along so he's not even hungry he's on his way to marry to to get married and i'm thinking wow he's walking into a swarm of bees just to get honey and he's most likely going to be there at a celebration where there's food and what have you so what exactly is going on with samson here we know that a swarm of bees bee stings it can kill you well you know so i i don't know what uh but he certainly walks into danger he chooses to um eat the honey uh, from the lion's carcass which of course, because it's in a dead animal, it's unclean. And so, you know, he's, again, this is a reminder of a traumatic event, this this sight of this lion's carcass, right? And instead of, it, it, there's no need for him to defend himself or whatever, but here it is, he's approaching uh, the lion's carcass and indulging in this um, unclean honey with the possibility of some serious injury from this swarm of bees, right? And I'm thinking, I wouldn't want to have a bunch of bites from our bee stings and I'm swollen and whatever before I'm going to be married. But this this is where his thinking is, right? He literally goes to the extra effort to get that honey that he didn't actually need right and on top of that that's his forbidden fruit because it's unclean food and then uh, there's a bit of i don't know if there's passive aggression there because he shares it with his parents who are not even in favor of his uh, choice of marriage partner so that's that's a little sidebar but overall with what we see here with samson is that he he keeps all of this his himself, so he doesn't tell his mother, he doesn't tell his father, he doesn't tell his possible marriage partner, and but yet you know later on, if you read through Judges, he talks about a a riddle, and you know he makes a big deal when they 
they managed to um find out the the they managed to solve the riddle and so you know he gets all furious and angry about that and goes into a super ten- temper tantrum but i think a lot of what uh is going on with samson is that this this huge part of him he's just keeps he's kept himself right he's just not shared something that's very significant and traumatic and then he just goes off and engages in a lot of uh, self-defeating behaviors, whether it's eating, you know, going after this uh, honey amongst a swarm of bees, or, you know, he's going to Delilah, and, you know, eventually, you know, he loses his eyesight and ultimately his life. So we we do want to make sure we're always talking about what it is that uh, we're dealing with, what's been traumatic for us, and getting help, getting professional help, being open and transparent about what it is that's going on with us. This is how we'll learn and grow from our experience, right? And really learn about what some what are some of our the thoughts or feelings that have been coming up because we're slowing down. So to wrap things up, I really would like for you to journal on what some obstacles that have come up for you in regards to achieving your emotional stability and you know and what if any do you have in terms of plans that to put into practice that you want to try out um you know to to really make sure that you're dealing with the obstacle and and if the obstacle is what the real problem is then that you're dealing with the real problem so Please share with me any insights, any uh, suggestions, um, any um, questions or concerns that you have. And uh, let me know what you think uh, about the example with Samson. What, what, what types of uh, insights come up for you? I would love to hear it. Okay, so we will wrap up for today. And um, so I'll see you again in one week. Have a good day. Bye.